Welcome to the Journey Beyond Divorce podcast, where we invite you into a journey of healing and personal transformation that will radically change your divorce experience, heal your heart while refining your character, and set you up to be effective and feel empowered as you navigate the practical and emotional challenges of divorce. I'm your host, Karen McMahon, founder of Journey Beyond Divorce. My divorce brought me to my knees, and it also transformed me and set me on this path to help you. Our team of JBD coaches support men and women to engage in divorce with more calm, clarity, and confidence through our one-on-one coaching, group programs, online courses, and free resources. What if you could give yourself permission to know what you know? There's a part of you who knows. What if you were able to give yourself permission to just know what you know without having to do anything about it? Like just the first step is knowing, giving yourself, okay, I know that this is broken. I don't have to do anything right now, but let me just know that. Welcome to JBD Team Talks with your host, Karen McMahon. During Team Talks, you get a chance to meet our JBD coaches as we discuss challenges and difficulties that are common to everyone facing divorce and provide you with tips and strategies to help you master the art of managing your thoughts, calming your emotions, and intentionally choosing your responses. And now for today's topic. Greetings and welcome back to another episode of JBD Team Talks. I'm here today with Carrie Doubts. Hey, Carrie. Hey, Karen. It's great to be here with you. Yes. And today we're talking about a really critical issue and challenge that people face in the very early stages, how to get unstuck and gain clarity on leaving your unhealthy marriage. And Carrie, you and I came up with this topic knowing that going from being in that unhealthy place for a long time to beginning to move is one of the hardest uh, first steps to take. Yeah, I've talked to so many people who are really stuck in this phase, if you will, of their marriage. They're really stuck in that, uh, do I mend or do I end? Uh, conversation in their head with their friends, with their family. You know, this can go on for years. I was just going to say that, right? So we talk to people who it's like, oh my God, it's been months. And then other people like it's been years. And I've had clients where it's actually been decades. And so that being stuck and, you know, we could all take a moment and just think about that, that, that's such a hard place to be when we're stuck on even small things. And this is such an enormous decision and such a huge transition. So today we're going to be talking to you folks about um, what keeps us stuck, um, how it makes us feel, and then how to begin to shift out of that stuckness. So I'm going to bounce it over to you to get us started, Carrie. Yeah, yeah. We we talk about this metaphor of the fence, being stuck on the fence, right? You've got 
one leg over here, one leg over there, and you're getting a really intense wedgie from being <laughs> on this bed for so long, right? Yep. It hurts. It's painful. And, you know, we start to slide over to one side because, oh, he or she did or said the most ridiculous thing. I'm out. And then we shift on to the other side of, oh, you know, that was just a temporary glitch. I really love him or her. They showed up so great today. (laughs) It's just this. And we just like it hurts us. It hurts everybody um, involved. And we're going to talk about that a little bit. But what keeps you stuck on the fence. We're going to go through these things. And if you hear yourself, if if you're struggling with this, first of all, just take a big breath and, and let yourself have a little dose of compassion for yourself. It's easy to get stuck on the fence. And Karen and I will both tell our own personal stories about being stuck on the, on the fence. So we get it. So yeah. there's not another reason to castigate yourself or to judge yourself or what's wrong with me. No, it's kind of part of the process. So just relax, listen into this, see what resonates for you, see what sort of opens your mind a little bit just to help you get a little bit more clarity. That's really what we're hoping you'll leave today with. So what keeps you stuck on the fence? First of all, excuses. Oh, well, I can't think about leaving my husband at Christmas. Oh my gosh, that would just be the height of cruelty. What other excuses can you come up with? Well, actually, if we even stay on um, when's the right time, I mean, it could be Christmas. It could be it's the beginning of school. It could be, you know, Valentine's Day is around the corner. It could be Um, The kids are too young. The kids are too old. The kids are entering college. The kids are about to graduate high school. So I think that that the 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 excuse, the obstacle of timing is an enormous one for all of us. Yeah. Yeah, And it creates a a bevy of excuses. And so, yeah, on to the next one, complaints. What are the complaints that you regularly just, it's like a radio station. You get, uh, you know, onto this whole thing of if he does this one more time, if she, you know, this is all she ever does. and, And we just really get stuck in this attitude of complaining about the other person. And that's just an indication that we're expecting them to be different. Right. And and we're focusing on the problem, right? So it's like, so if we know we're unhappy, if we know there's behaviors, if we know there's issues that are just chipping away at us over long periods of time, and we just keep focusing on that, we're also just totally focused on the problem And when they shift back to the solutions, then we end up in uh, other obstacles like like the excuses or Mm -hmm. or as you said earlier, you know, denial. For me, one of the big things I hear is um, I thought I was ready. I was shifting to that side of the fence of leaving. Mm -hmm. And then he or she sat down and told me they were going to change and this, that, and the other thing was going to be different. And how many times have you found yourself staying because you're listening to the words instead of the actions? Exactly. And that leads to the next one, the hopes that they will change. That they will suddenly become the person that we thought we married. 
you know, yep. that, that uh, oh, maybe this is all in my head and maybe I need to give him or her another chance. So the hopes that, you know, things will go back the way they were. Yeah. Or you've actually gotten to the point where it's been raised. It's been on the table. You know, we've been in counseling. It's not working. Mm -hmm. And then um, and then there's a voice in your head of the other person coming from their fear place, maybe saying all the money's mine. You're going to walk away penniless or I'm going to take the kids and you're never going to see the kids. So listening to the voice in the head of the other person who tells you the nightmare story about how it's mm. going to be. And that can just, that can, I know for me, stopped me in my tracks many times. Yeah. You've launched right into fear. You know, fear yep. keeps us on the fence. <laughs> exactly yeah. what you were sharing. You know, I can't handle this. I'm not up to it. I'm going to be thrown under the bus. It's going to hurt my kids. You know, all the fear of, well, if you think about this, we're looking at the unknown, especially if you've never been through a divorce before. And we don't like to look at the unknown. That's a scary precipice because we don't know how it's going to end. And our ego is just going to say, oh, no, don't go there. Danger, danger, don't danger, go there. Right, right. Yeah. And and what comes along with the fear is often um, a lack of uh, understanding, a lack of knowledge about the process. And so so the fear is coming because of what your ex has said, what you're thinking, what your best friend told you, how terrible their experience was. And so you don't know. You don't know the laws. You don't know the rules. You don't know anything. And so when when our ego doesn't know it fills in and it protects mm -hmm. and so fear is a huge one to keep us stuck yeah and <laughs> launches us right into avoidance you know we're not going to yep. go talk to a, an attorney we're not going <laughs> to go talk to uh, a, a financial planner we're just going to be in avoiding and denying you know yeah. so you can see how all of these things kind of dovetail one into the other but they're in that negative spectrum of emotions and thoughts that uh that creep up you know in this period of time and it's so uncomfortable another one is you mentioned listening to his voice in in your head you know yeah. that often that's not a pretty voice that's not a kind uh, voice, you know, it's the voice of you can't do this. I'll destroy you, blah, 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 you know. And and what dovetails with that is self-doubt. And so if you're, you know, it's like that, that you're hearing that voice in your head and then it's like, can I do this? Can I even imagine myself going through this arduous process, raising my kids as a single parent, maybe going back to work? And so there's all of this, like this, I can't, that's too much. I'm not going to be able to do it, which again, makes so much sense, um, but isn't actually rooted in what's real. It's rooted in in fear. Yeah, rooted in fear, rooted in self-doubt, uh, and your lack of ability in yourself. I mean, sorry, lack of trust in your ability to thrive afterwards. Yeah. It's it's yeah. we don't trust ourselves. We've lost ourselves along the way. We've lost our voice somehow, and so you know it's it's understandable. You know these this cocktail of thoughts and emotions. It does keep you stuck. Yeah. And I would even say to our listeners um, at this point, 
you know, just out of the list that we gave, uh, start getting clear on what are your mental obstacles, because mm-hmm. it can be like jumping into a mucky pond and everything's just gunky. And so clarity, and we talk about this in all of our team talks, clarity brings confidence. Clarity enables you to begin to move forward. And so getting really clear on what your mental obstacles are, which of these have um, have truly kept you stuck, which ones hold the most energy for you. And that's that's a baby step in the right direction. And and I think, Carrie, we should talk a little bit about what does this do to us when we're stuck for, for weeks, months, years, decades? What impact, what cost is there um, in staying on the fence? Yeah, that's such a great question because the when people start to look at what it costs them, um, and sometimes we're not able to see that clearly, and and with with just ourselves, you know. So I'll just say, you know, this is one of the things that we as coaches are really good at helping people with, of you know, helping them identify which of these um, fears, thoughts, uh, feelings are keeping them stuck, and helping them see what does it cost you. So for for one thing, I don't know how many clients have told me after they finally made the decision and started moving forward, I wish I hadn't wasted so much time. Yeah. Yeah. You're wasting time. You know, uh, think about it. Years, decades of your life living with a, a situation that doesn't make anybody happy where you could have you know, um, in that clarity place, move forward and saved yourself that time. So it costs you time. Right. Because you're really, you're giving up so much. And I mean, I knew it, that you're staying in a situation um, that doesn't feel good, that isn't serving you, that isn't allowing you to thrive and be your best self. And, you know, with all of those reasons and excuses, but it's like, it's like you're um, you're choosing to stay small and play small because of the fear of what's on the other side, the fear of um, the uncertainty that you'd have to go through. Yeah, yeah. And another thing that I hear people say is um, when they look back on that stuck period, they see how in playing small, like you said, they tend to have lost some of the respect of their kids and their family members. You know, they hear their family saying, why are you putting up with this? What is it that, you know, aren't you strong enough? You know, it's like, do you hear what's going on? And the kids, you know, we think we're protecting them. We think that we're uh, making a, a good decision for them by not quote unquote, tearing the family apart. But guess what? They know, they see, and they start to learn from you. And so it costs you that respect. It costs you that being that role model to your kids that you would ultimately want to be of living, you know, a self-honoring and self-fulfilling life. So that's a huge cost. It's enormous. And when you think about, am I being, am I being the role model? Um, and is our marriage, is our intimate relationship, the role model of what we want the kids to see and what we want for them going forward. And, um, you know, and, and so that's, that's missing and that becomes, um, 
it it actually ebbs away further at your self-confidence and your self-trust because you you kind of know it. And I've had a number of clients whose teenage kids were angry at them. Like, why mm. did you wait so long? So here it's like, we're protecting the kids. We're protecting the kids. We're not saying anything. We're almost like making believe there isn't an elephant in the middle of the room. <laughs> And and but children are so receptive and they're so aware. And so, um, yeah, it causes it. You're trying to avoid pain. And yet actually everybody, if the marriage is truly broken, everybody is not living in their best way. Yeah. Yeah. And that erodes your own self-respect, which is, I think, yeah. the bottom line here. We we lose our voice. We lose our um thought of ourselves as um, capable of, you know, living uh, that life that they, you know, are really put here on this earth to live. They yeah. just feel like, oh, I don't deserve that. This is what I deserve. And and it becomes the self-fulfilling prophecy because yeah. we stay. And so it, it ebbs at our self-confidence and our self-worth and our self-fulfillment. And so where we have more doubt and so we have more fears. And so you could really, it may, I could see how so many people get caught in that, that spiral. Um, and it's not serving anybody. Um, yeah. And yet, Right. The decision is so big and so scary. And so let's let's look at how what does that do? How are you coping, tolerating, um, settling in your relationship? Like, how does that impact us emotionally and energetically? Yeah. So many people and myself included, I really saw this, how uh, all these coping mechanisms, the things I was tolerating, the things that I was rationalizing and telling myself about the marriage, about our relationship, the ways that I was uh, doing that created a safety net for me, I thought, of I don't have to face this really daunting question of who am I and what do I really want? It really kept all of that at bay where I could focus on making him wrong, making him the the problem. Um, But I wasn't turning my focus on myself and looking at all the ways that I was distorting myself to stay in the relationship. And we get it that the fear of leaving the relationship sometimes uh, has to get, the flame has to get really turned up to where we see, how have I lost myself? How have my coping mechanisms, my excuses, my tolerating bad behavior, my settling for the crumbs of a relationship instead of I could have a whole cake here? We don't know that. We just are in the in the busyness of trying to keep the peace at all costs. And, you know, I know when I saw that, it was a huge eye opener because Ultimately, that kind of dealing with a, a operating system in a relationship, it's not sustainable. It will no. fail. It will fail because you can you can tell yourself, you can rationalize all the things that um, are signposts that you should really be thinking about making a different choice here. You can rationalize all those away, but they don't go away just because you stop looking at them. 
Well, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, one of the big ones that I hear is how, well, I've given, I've given so much, I've given 200%. I've done so, I keep trying. And when the focus is always on the other person, what else do I have to do to get him or her to engage? But when you shift that focus back to yourself and you start looking at what is this doing for me? What do I need? What am I not getting? Um, What am I not bringing to the table? That's, that's so pinnacle uh, in in getting honest with yourself about about the impact this has had and or coping mechanisms like I mean I numbed myself so mm. much through various coping mechanisms that when I finally came to terms with the fact that this this was the only path available. I think I cried for three months, like every mm. single day. And, you know, you and I have had other conversations about the grieving process. And I think that when we stay stuck, we can also do a lot of get involved in a lot of unhealthy behaviors to cope with something that, you know, our, our spirit certainly knows is not for us. And we're just not ready to move on it yet. Yeah, I'm glad you said that about the the coping mechanisms, you know, because that can set us back, you know, yeah. because not only do we have the issue of an unfulfilling, unsatisfying marriage, but then we've got an addiction to deal with. So, right. Right. you know, and and we know that the, those those things can go hand in hand. So you you ask, uh, you know, how, what is our first uh, step towards? getting out of this uh, kind of cycle. And you mentioned it. It's like honesty. Mm-hmm. What if you could give your pers- yourself permission to know what you know? There's a part of you who knows, yeah. right? What if you were able to give yourself permission to just know what you know without having to do anything about it? Like just the first step is knowing, giving yourself, okay, I know that this is broken. I don't have to do anything right now, but let me just know that. And, you know, one of the questions that I'll ask clients that help them step into that safe space is uh, just put yourself in a bubble. Imagine no matter what you think, what you feel, what you decide, um, you're completely protected. Nothing negative could happen. Like you're you're in this this safe bubble of protection. Um, and if you think about your marriage from that place and the possibility of leaving it, nothing negative is going to happen. What does that do? And it creates that space that, OK, maybe I'm not as uncertain as I say I am. I, I guess if if yeah, if there was no fear, if there was no danger, if nothing would happen, then I can actually speak my my truest um, self. And that's what we're asking you to do today is to just um, for a moment, imagine that there's no danger, there's no fear. Can you tap into that voice inside you, that that truth that you know? Um, And I think you say it, Carrie, like give yourself permission to know what you know um, in a safe way. Yeah. And without having to do anything about it. Right. I like that bubble because here's what keeps us stuck. Again, those same thoughts, those same feelings. Right. Right. And so what we're saying is let's just take all of that and put yourself in a bubble where all that's just around you, but it's not penetrating. You have this safe space in your bubble to just kind of look out at your life and go, yeah, I know what I know. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And, you know, my own story uh, of my, my uh, two years on the fence, it was, it was definitely uh, the, one of the most painful periods in my life, but it was me also trying to um, keep a distance from uh, the, the grief that I knew I was going to feel at the end of the marriage. And so I kept hoping he'd change back into the man I thought he was, the, the man I thought I married. And that um, it it had to uh, give, I had to give myself a lot of time and space to just let all of that go to prepare myself for the grief that was coming. Yeah. And, and for me, um, a huge part of it is, you know, my parents divorced. I was the only one out of me and my siblings to marry. And I was not going down that path. That was not happening. I was not going to be getting divorced. And and then I had my faith and I was afraid that God would be angry with me. So I had all of these things. I think I was on the fence for two and a half years. And then I had a three and a half year divorce that followed. So it was like a good three quarters of a decade just working <laughs> through this process. Yeah. And, and you know, it's really difficult. And for me, uh, I was so afraid, like I had this fear. I remember like, I felt like my bones were shaking. That's how scared I was. And, and I think, so I just want to say that because I think that there are a lot of people who are going to resonate with that. The sky is going to fall. The earth is going to open up and eat me up. Like this is going to be catastrophic. And, um, and it took me getting to the point where the pain of staying was just greater than the fear of leaving. Um, and if that's where you're at, I know that you're going to do an exercise, Carrie. And so I just really kind of want to prompt people, like, if you can get a sense of where you're at and and what's the truth about the biggest things keeping you stuck, and just at, just that much, just being aware of that and acknowledging it with that gentle kindness that we talked about, that's a huge step in the right direction. You may not feel it, but that's actually breaking through um, an energy that you've been stuck in. Yeah. Yeah. And so you mentioned, I think uh, now might be a good time to do this little exercise I'm going to take you through because this, this exercise, it's a guided meditation. So all you need to do is follow along with the sound of my voice and just go on a journey with me. And so first of all, just grab a piece of paper and a pen and have them in front of you while you go through this exercise because you'll want to be taking some notes for yourself. You've been listening to our podcast, Getting Educated, Regulating Your Emotional Reactions, and it's been really helpful. Yet you know you could do better, be better, and you're wanting and needing more support. That's where our coaching service is a game changer. We're here for you when you need us the most, ensuring you have all the tools and resources at your fingertips, guiding and supporting you to be more effective. Our free rapid relief call helps you gain a broader perspective, commit to your best next steps, and determine what coaching support is right for you. 
Visit rapidreliefcall.com to book your call today. some time to settle in your into your space just get into a comfortable position in your body and as you do that just feel your body in the chair just let yourself sink into it so let go of anything in your hands let go of anything on your mind And just take a deep breath into this moment. And as you let go, and as you breathe into this moment, take another breath. And feel the clothing on your skin. Take another deep breath that goes all the way down your body into the soles of your feet. Just imagine yourself breathing from your feet and notice any tension in your body. Notice any tight places where you feel a little physical stress. Nothing to do with that, but just notice. Take a deep breath. And if your eyes are open, go ahead and close your eyes. And we'll just take another deep breath. Opening up that chest, that heart space, that belly space. So just take a moment right now to reflect on where you are with this decision about whether to mend or to end your marriage. And this is just a time to acknowledge all that's present for you around this decision. We've talked about a lot of things here. The fears, the hopes, the excuses, the complaints. We talked about the costs, how it costs you your self-respect. Just acknowledge all of this. Just get a sense of what's going on for you. There's nothing right or wrong or good or bad in this place. Just notice what is. And we're going to use your creative imagination now. So imagine that you're at the opening of a beautiful forest. Just see that forest and you're on the beginning of a path that leads into the forest. And the path invites you to walk on it. And so you do. And you begin to walk on the path into the forest, into the trees. And you notice the smells and the sounds of the birds and the insects and the leaves and all the trees that are just being swayed in the breeze. You can feel the sun on you in certain places. It's a peaceful place. It's a place that's filled with life. And as you walk a little further up the path, you notice there's a companion waiting for you. 
this companion is welcoming you, encouraging you to join them. And this companion is the companion of acceptance. And however acceptance reveals themselves to you, notice that accepting way that they greet you. And you take a few steps with this companion. You begin to walk together on the path. And acceptance has a few things to share with you. Things that are relevant to where you are right now. And so you quietly walk and listen and breathe as acceptance shares a special message that they have for you. And after a few moments, after you've received the message that acceptance has for you, you say goodbye with gratitude and you thank them and you move on up the trail on your own. Take another deep breath into the forest. You're noticing the way that the forest is now, the way that the path is, the earth under your feet the air against your skin. And up around the corner, you notice another companion who's waiting for you. This one is appreciation. And as you notice appreciation, you you notice the look on their face and the way appreciation greets you. And they begin to walk with you. And appreciation has a special gift, a message for you. No matter where you are in your journey right now, this is an opportunity to appreciate yourself and everything that you've gone through. Appreciate your efforts. Appreciate your hopes. Appreciate your goodness. And so you walk along in silence with breath, with presence listening to the message that appreciation has and listening to all the sounds of the forest at the same time. As you walk and as you breathe and as you receive the message that appreciation has for you, You stop and you turn to thank appreciation for all they have shared with you. And then you move on up the trail alone again in the presence of the forest and all the animals and all the nature that's there. And as you begin to move up the trail, you find that there's another companion waiting to walk with you. And this one is allowing And as you greet allowing, they greet you, and you continue to walk down the path together. As you walk in silence, allowing has a message to share with you about what it is they're inviting you to allow right now. What wants to happen in your life right now? What are you starting to say yes to right now? 
as you walk in silence towards the opening of the trail, allowing shares with you their message about what you are ready to allow into your life. And after allowing has shared their message in whatever way feels right for you, you can say goodbye to allowing and you continue deeper into the forest alone, thinking about what was just shared with you, just taking it in. And you continue walking in silence, reflecting on your experience. And you're starting to recognize that you're on the path back to where you started. You notice that the forest seems different now. Somehow it's different. And as you take a breath, you recognize it is you who has changed. You're not the same person who walked into the forest a little while ago. You notice that you've given yourself this opportunity to acknowledge yourself, to appreciate yourself, to accept the reality that you're living in, and to allow, to want something better, something different for yourself and your family. And you notice that you've arrived at the opening of the trail where you'll return to your life. And you turn back and you thank the forest and the trail and all the beings there for what they have shared with you. And when you're ready, you can come back into the space that you're in right now. And just take a few moments to write any notes that you'd like to write or draw a picture. In any way, just record the experience with companions of acceptance, appreciation, and allowing. And it's time right now you may pause this recording to write about what you know about this decision that you've been stuck on the fence about. Just allow yourself to know what you know and just tell yourself, I don't have to do anything about it right now. It's safe to know what you know in your heart. You can just relax and know what you know. And so just keep breathing into the moment. Be with what's on your paper, with what you experienced. And just continue to take notes. And if feelings come up, that's okay. Just allow them in. Allow yourself to feel them. And thank yourself for your willingness to engage in this process. And then just taking a deep breath to complete. And thank you. Carrie, that was beautiful. I appreciate that.
I invite you to come back and re-listen to this and uh, go through this meditative process uh, as many times as you find value. And as we wrap up, uh, Carrie and I want to share with you that um, we we have um, a huge heart for those in this early difficult stage. And we've been working together to um, create a safe space for you. And I want you to just imagine for a moment um, that there is a place that you can go that will address those fears and that self-doubt where you will... um, experience a rewiring of your mind in some ways and a safe space where you can begin to step into the person that you know you are and can be that that um, reimagining yourself and what is uh, what you're capable of and the life that is available to you and imagine getting all of the facts and all of the education you need to actually know the truth about um, what this path looks like and what this journey entails. And if you could be in a safe space and you could create a bulletproof exit plan that enables you to have the support you need, have the guidance and the plan that you need and the tools to navigate this. What else would you need to take the step? And so if this if this sounds appealing and like what you're looking for, um, I encourage you to go to the homepage of journeybeyonddivorce.com. And there is a get off the fence program where we can, you can book a call with me and we can talk about uh, if it's right for you and any questions that you have. And, um, and that is our hope that today's episode inspires you to find that safe space to think about a future that would serve you better and to reach out and find out if uh, what we have to offer would be the path that you need forward. Yes. We put a lot of thought into this program, taking our own stories into account and what are the practical, what are the mental, emotional, social, you know, uh, areas that we would want to help people strengthen. And um, yeah, I I join Karen in this invitation to uh, check us out, check out this program. And in the meantime, you don't have to do anything. The, the, the simple step Um, Not easy, but simple of being aware, acknowledging, accepting, and I love the allowing, allowing whatever is decision is meant to come to the surface, action is meant to come to the surface to come. And until next time, we wish you um, peace and calm and clarity. Yes. Thanks so much, Carrie. Thank you, Karen. Thank you, listeners. Until next time, you take care.
Thanks for joining us on the Journey Beyond Divorce podcast. I hope you found guidance and encouragement to help you along your journey. If you like my podcast, please take a minute to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. You can also visit us at jbddivorcesupport.com, where our team of coaches support both men and women through our one-on-one coaching, group programs, online courses, and free resources. Stay tuned for our next episode, and I'll talk to you soon.